0: Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It is Tuesday morning, the 4th of April. Um, So much to get through this morning. It's my great pleasure um, to talk to the Head of Recruitment for the Brisbane Broncos. He's been involved in the pathways in recruiting all these young kids and obviously um, the development of the Brisbane Broncos and where they are now. His name is Simon Scanlon. He's been on the show this morning. And very rarely does he talk these days, but he's here on Rural Queensland today. Simon, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Dobby. No problem at all. We see the Broncos and everybody's – I mean, I'm getting phone calls from mates last night who said just how good they're going. This just doesn't happen with the click of a finger. And I suppose um, I, I suppose, when we, when we look at it and we think about it, we, we go, well – you know, it, 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 there's been some dry, dry roads, but this has been a plan in place um, for some time, and, and and finally, it's starting to come to fruition.
1: Yeah, the, the team's going well so far. Dobbo played five games, but now it's 27 round competition, and by no means are we ten our chickens at the moment. But the team's going well. Um, the pleasing thing is most of our team. You know, I think it's I think it's 11 out of the 13 starting players are from our academy. So they're homegrown players as such have come through our program and and you know, twenty out of the twenty eight in the top squad are. So um, you know, I think a number of years ago we had a lot of young players come into first grade pretty early, which those guys now are a bit hardened from that and a bit more experienced. And um, um, you know, those guys now are, are some of the leaders with Paddy Carrigan and Payne Hass and They're doing a terrific job and the balance of the team is pretty good now. Adam Breville has had a a great dimension to the team and so is Kurt Capel. So the dynamic of the team is quite good and they're they're getting some good results at the moment, which is great. The
0: the academy, and let's focus on that because it's such an important part and and it probably doesn't get enough credit and you've been a part of it for some time. How does it work? And and obviously with the Dolphins coming in, there is a bit of competition around the academy now, but Brisbane have always invested – in in young in the young kids. Um, they've always whether or not they're a superstar or not, I mean Paul Dyer and the, the game day development program, they're out at the schools every single day. And then you've got your academy where you guys have identified and not every kid makes it, but gee whiz, you've put a lot of kids through this academy.
1: Yeah, so the academy's designed for our it's our own pathway program for players we've identified and more so work with and develop into give them the best chance to, to play rugby league um at a higher level so the game development staff there's a, there's a number of those guys they do a terrific job of grassroots coach education and development around competitions but this one the academy is one we we don't promote it's um a program where we got some staff who we start identifying players at 13 they can come in and be contracted at 15 and um it's a holistic program around the physical development preparation um a lot around the mindset of you know of you know being a good person and working hard and the simple things are the choices more so than um, valuing talent and um, trying to educate those players into into being better people and better players through the choices they make through the program. So it has worked well for us, Dobbo. Um, we've reduced a, a number of players for our club and other clubs because obviously they can't all stay at the Broncos. But numbers wise, there's not big numbers in the academy. It average. Um, about 10 players per age group from 15 to, to 18 years of age. Um, 19, there's a drop off down to probably four or five players. Um, but the staff do a wonderful job in there of getting those players educated and getting them ready to, to play at a high level. And, you know, we try to get those players and make good decisions on the ones that fit our club and then the other guys that go off and play elsewhere. We're happy for those guys to do that. But um, it, it's been a wonderful nursery for, for players at our club for sure.
0: As a bloke who identifies kids when they're young and you, you, you're you at carnivals and you understand it and, and it's your passion, how rewarding when you see a Patrick Carrigan and a Payne Haas and, and and you see a Corey Pakes, these kids that you've known when they were young and you put them through your programs and then, then they're out in the big stage and... I mean, Patrick is a great example. I mean, you've always, and I was the first to admit it, I didn't think he was anywhere near where he was, but you have always said that he was an origin player. And, I mean, one of the Wally Lewis medal. He, arguably one of the best in the game at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, junior footy can be hard. I mean, they're all mature at different ages. So, you know, we have a lot of uh, Pacific Island boys now um, in, in Brisbane and playing rugby league. Um, they're big, powerful athletes and mature pretty early, those boys. Um, so they're all mature at different rates. So junior footy can be a bit hard to navigate the landscape of you know what players are going to go through and have a chance of being at a high level. But um, you're looking for certain things, and it doesn't change. You know, you're looking for guys who compete really hard. Um, there's going got to be a certain amount of toughness to them, certain amount of athleticism to them. But you can make good decisions, Dobbo, and Paddy Carrigan come in as an example as a 17-year-old. He was a later developer. He wasn't a standout kid through the juniors, but when he did come into our program, you know, no one worked harder, no one um, cared more, no one improved more. So, it was a matter of time for Paddy. You know, he's physically matured over the last few years to the point where he is now and um, he's finally got to that point where Payne Hass was always dominant player coming through. So, you're not looking for the same thing all the time. You're looking for good players and then your program then to put the polish on them to get them through to a high level. But, It's rewarding to develop your own, without a doubt. And the most rewarding part is for the guys that um, it helps change their life. You know, some some people through rugby league haven't got the greatest, probably childhood, some of those guys or opportunities from where they're from. And there's some guys in our our squad, for sure, who rugby league's helped change their life for the better. You know, they help get to pay their house off and get ahead in life and can benefit their family. So those are the ones that are most rewarding, but to produce your own players is really important
0: as a club. Can I ask you this? Can you – and step us through. I mean, we don't see the day-to-day negotiations and there's a salary cap and you can't keep every single player. And you've also got to judge and work out you can't go down the road where Brisbane were three years ago where they – were delved of all their experience, and then there was young kids playing who obviously were going to be good, and they ended up with a wooden spoon. Brisbane just don't operate like that. You're about winning competitions, and that's what you're on the, and that's been your focus from day one. How difficult is it um, when you you know that you've got a, a Jesse Arthur's a Dean Mariner coming through, and you've also got Herbie Farmworth, but you've got Containing Stacks, and you just can't physically keep all those players you hear the, the, the noise is the dolphins, they take Herbie Farmworth. But the bottom line is that there, there comes to a point where there has to be a responsible decision made financially um, and look like that. How difficult are those decisions? Because he was one of those kids that you identified when they were young and you, as you just said, you can't keep every single one of them, but you lose those kids like Flegler and, and Farmworth because you're being responsible.
1: It's difficult. You know, the, the easy thing is to, to pay the money and just, keep them at the time and, you know, you don't get the headlines. So that, that's the easy decision. But the right decision is to be responsible with how much money you can pay. Um, it's really important to have young players coming below that. You know, Herbie Farnworth, is plays for his country, is one of the best centers in the game. But, you know, two, three years ago, um, Herbie is a young developing player himself. So as long as you've got someone coming behind that who can can go into that role over the next couple of years and develop into a good player as well, you know, you you can actually make those strong decisions while having a backup plan there. Now yeah. might not be as good as Herbie initially, but the price isn't the same either, Dobbo. So it's balancing the, the ledger of what you can afford and what you can't. Um, if you try to keep everyone you're gonna you're gonna blow the bank pretty quickly, and it's gonna catch up with you. But um, I took over the, the NRL recruitment two years ago now and we've Change over twenty three players in two years, which is a lot.
0: That's huge.
1: Um, and you know, I think the only other club that's more has been the Bulldogs. Um, so we've had a big changeover. We feel like we've got the right players in the right positions now. And now it's a matter of keeping the key ones and you know the spine, which everyone talks about. You know, decision makers of you know your one, your six, your seven, and your nine. You know that's where a lot of money gets funneled and our priority players. If you've got the right ones in your club. And, um, you know, a couple of middle forwards, you know, are really important. But you want to keep all of them. But the reality is if there's more money out there and you can't compete with it, you've got to be disciplined and back your system um, to produce another player.
0: That's the big thing. Um, Everybody's talking about Reece Walsh. It's no surprise to you. Uh, You've known the kid uh, since he was a boy. How exciting is he? And and we've only just seen the drop of the ocean with him, haven't we?
1: Yeah, Reece. Reece, um, he's doing a great job. So far this year, and um, he's highly talented, Reese, and he brings a lot of energy to the group. He brings a dynamic of a young guy with enthusiasm who's, you know, highly talented. But um, Reese is a beneficiary of a, a lot of the people in the team there yeah. who are doing their job really well, which allows him to do the flashy stuff and look great. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of our forwards uh, work really, really hard, and the stuff they do allow our guys out wide who are, you know, great athletes and great players out wide. I think, you know, we're we're one of the clubs who probably have a, a really one of the strongest for the outside backs at the moment in, in the competition and yeah, no you know, when our forwards get it right you know it gives them a lot of opportunity to to do what they do but it, it comes down to everyone in the team doing their job and doing it well that allows then people like Reece and the other guys to, Selwyn to do and, their and Katani. job it's a exciting one yeah, yeah, yeah. Katoni and Herbie and Selwyn and yeah. you know, even Corey Oates he's a different style of winger but he's a big strong powerful um, guy and you know Corey's the beneficiary of all that as well. And these young guys coming, he's injured at the moment, but he's got a new lease on life. And there's a really good feel around the around the team. Um, as I said, you know we're not looking, you know, to the oh. end of the season, we're looking week to week. And there's a lot of more to go on the bridge. A lot of variables to happen with origin and injuries. And now we've got a younger sort of team too, and they've got to be able to ride the, the emotion of it all. But um, at the moment, it, it, it's going well, and the focus is what we can do better from last week into what we can do well this week.
0: And that's the big thing. Uh, We're talking with Simon Scanlon, head of recruitment uh, for the Brisbane Broncos. Um, I just want to touch on the the, the country flavour as such. There is – I mean, you're a country boy, Simon. Um, yep. the, the, There is a real – if you look at Capewell Charleville, you look at Selwyn, um, he, he, he's from Sherberg. Yeah, You've got Katoni's from Wellington and New South Wales. Flegler's from Mareeba up in uh, – you know, Tully up. You know, there's a, a – mate, Tiwi Island for Ezra Mam. Um, I mean, Renault's – You know, he's Redfern. Um, But Paddy Carrigan, born born in Gundawindi, you know, pakes his tour He's born in Brisbane. Yeah. He's born in Brisbane, but his family's from Gundawindi. There's a real real country element and rural – the Broncos aren't just Brisbane. They're all of Queensland. And and, and that is evident in, you you know, from John Rattle, who, you know, who's – part of you, part of the Broncos, but it's playing club football. There's a lot of kids that you guys are developing into the Q Cup um, who are – it's a really big focus on you guys. And and people go, oh, you have to be in Brisbane to get seed by the Broncos. It's just not the case. And, and it speaks of that side that you've got at the moment.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. We, um, we look everywhere for our junior program. And, um, you know, the players that get through to the NRL aren't just the only players at the club. Um, so there's a lot of players from the country – areas and you know there's a lot of advantages to you know, country kids by nature are, you know they're, they're humble kids they're hard working no nonsense honest you know and, and and they're great characteristics generally in young people and all you know in staff as well Bobbo you know through our staff you know I grew up in Warwick um Dave Ballard who's had a performance he's from Gatton um um, we've got Matty Ballins from Kingaroy, um, uh,
0: that's country, Kevish Kevish from Ipswich. <laughs> yeah. that's country, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the other city, uh, in the country. Um, but there is a real no. country element to it, you know, like the, the, the Broncos. Yeah. And, and Wayne had that. Wayne instilled a lot of that when he was there. Um, can I just yeah. ask, and we really appreciate you giving us some time on rural Queensland today. D- does, is the Dolphins a good thing for Brisbane? I think it is myself personally. I understand that you don't get the the run of every player now, and and that they're doing some things that probably, in time, will show that they've made some mistakes by really chasing these young kids with dollars. But long term, is it a good thing to have two teams in Brisbane?
1: Well, I think you know, it's, I think it's good for rugby league. You look at the you know what's happened since they've come in and they've been competitive in those first four games, which um, probably surprised some people, but it's been good for football. You know, we had a sellout um, just recently against against them, and, um, you know, it's created a rivalry straight away. Um, so I think it's good for rugby league, and that's, you look bigger than your own club sometimes and what's best for the competition, because what's best for the game as a whole is going to be best for everyone long-term. So, um you know, from our end, we never had just a run of all of Brisbane or Queensland anyway. Yeah. Every Sydney club's up here and recruits out of this region. They're another club in the region. So, um, I think, you know, for us, anyone, any competition is going to be good competition for us because it's going to make us strive to be better. So, you know, for us, our focus is inside our club, um, not anyone else. And we try to do things better all the time and improve. Um, you know, they're going to have their own challenges and, and et cetera, what they have. But, um, you know, it's a 17 team competition now. So we have 16 other teams we're competing against. Um, but I think, you know, for Brisbane as a, as a town as a whole, like they're supporters of the Broncos and there's people who don't like the Broncos. And, you know, that gives them a team to support. And I think by looking at the support that's rugby league in Brisbane now, particularly that game I just referred to,
0: I yeah. think it is a good thing about you. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I um, appreciate your time, Simon. I really do. Um, and I know you don't do a lot of interviews, but um, Brisbane are flying at the moment. They take on Canberra on Saturday night, then they, they go into the, the Titans, um, and look, yep. you know, a big run, it's a, a really challenging week, Parramatta, into South, into Manly, then they've got Penrith and Melbourne, and then the Warriors, so... We'll know a lot more with Brisbane. I think they're, they're dead set. Of, they're a top-four team, but where you guys are positioned after 13 weeks with Origin, and, and as you said at the start, it's a young team and they're playing good football, but it's a long way to go, a long, long way to go. Um, and I think we we'll just focus on the, the Canberra Raiders on Saturday night, and if they get that win, will they keep on moving on? Appreciate your time, Simon. Thanks so much for being with us.
1: Good evening, Talk Thank you. Thank you, mate. We'll, we'll take
0: Bye. a break. Rural Queensland today.